0: Welcome to Healthcare is Human, a monthly podcast featuring authentic storytelling and healthcare with your host, Dr. Ryan McCarthy.
1: Welcome to Healthcare is Human. I'm Ryan McCarthy. In this episode of the podcast, come with me on a journey to Hedgesville, West Virginia, a small community located in Berkeley County and just south of the Potomac River. Like every part of America, Hedgesville was dramatically impacted by COVID-19, and in today's conversation, I sit down and explore what it's been like in the world of physical therapy, a part of healthcare where you couldn't be more intimate between physical therapist and patient. Our guide for today's discussion is Kelly Rankin, a physical therapist by training. He's going to take us through what it was like for the shock at the beginning of the pandemic And all of the struggles that he had to go through to preserve patient care, his livelihood, and his staff. So come with me to Hedgesville, West Virginia. Okay, so we are um, out here in Hedgesville, and we are talking to... Kelly Rankin. Kelly, do you want to tell the listeners of Healthcare um, is Human... Uh, Who you are and um, what you spend your days doing.
2: Um, Well, I'm a physical therapist. Um, I've been a PT 24 years, I believe 1997 doesn't sound like it's 24 years ago, but I think it's about right Um, We uh, started our business in 2001. So um, Next week, I think is our 20th anniversary. So um, I um, We own Eight outpatient physical therapy clinics have a great staff you know Hedgesville where we're at is one of those clinics um, and we're just blessed and very lucky to have a great crew and you know and, and we're just out there trying to take the best care of patients needing physical therapy that we can
1: now when we uh, pulled into the parking lot here uh, you look around here in Hedgesville and the signs of, of growth and development and people coming to West Virginia just couldn't be more striking for, from houses and housing developments um, and so you know the signs of, of looking forward are, are everywhere. Um, but, but clearly we got to look back on the last year. Um, and I imagine that the pandemic has been a dif- difficult experience for you.
2: Yeah, like everyone, it, uh, it, it was it was the unknown that uh, you know I guess about this time last year things were really you know you know I guess it was February, March we really started notice, um, big differences. I remember I was sitting at home watching a basketball game, and they, you know, they shut down an NBA game in the middle of the game, and I was like, "Wow, this is really, this is taking a, you know, significant turn." And um, you know, and I, there was the fear of how, not only how it was going to impact our business, but just you know, personally, you know, we had health concerns like everyone did, and, um, and you know, how we were going to take care of our patients and what adjustments we'd have to make going forward to, um,
1: to. Know, not just protect ourselves, but our patients and our staff. And when I think about the unique challenges that you have, you know, many people, many professions, um, you know, tell us, "Hey, I went, we went virtual. We sent people home. We worked remotely." Not a possibility in physical therapy.
2: Uh, I mean, as you know, Doctor McCarthy is a very hands-on profession, and um, we did do a little bit of telehealth stuff with patients that had um, some underlying conditions that put them more at risk. Um, you know if they were exposed to covid and you know we encourage those guys to either stay home if they didn't need the therapy or you know to do a telehealth visit but by and large the majority of our our patients need manual care And you know it's stretching or if it's tissue work or or things like that um and and you know we we saw a big you know decline in patient visits for a while but you, know, we've, been, you know, we've been lucky, you know, with the measures we've taken, and like most, most healthcare facilities, we've seen things get back to close to normal for us.
1: And in the early days, when we think March, April, May, June, into the summer, when you talk about the initial challenges, I mean, was there any point where this almost felt like it could have been an existential crisis? I mean, did it?
2: Yeah, I mean, again, it was that whole unknown, and, you know, we've, we've, we've worked hard um, since 2001 when we started, and you know we've we've taken chances financially. We've worked hard, but it was the lack of control over what was to come, and not knowing what that was. And we did feel like, is this is this maybe you know could it be the end of our business? You know down the road. Um, but um, you know, luckily, you know, and you know, you know, things have turned in a much more positive direction for us with the vaccine, and you know, just our. our our patients and our staff adhering to you know precautions and doing the things they had to do, but it was it was it was scary. Certainly a year ago.
1: And with physical therapy, um, how long did you did you see before patients started to have a comfort level? Obviously, your patients trust you and they trust your therapists, but the unknown, the the virus, and I think everybody in healthcare saw a real drop in, in trips to in-person pharmacy and trips to get mammograms and trips to the dentist and trips to the physical therapist. How long was it before you started to see people come back in and say, I feel confident being here?
2: Yeah, the spring and the summer last year were really tough for us, the beginning of, of um, the summer in 2020. And then it was just a steady return to you know a normal um, number of patients that we saw I would say over the last maybe nine months it didn't certainly didn't come back quickly it's just been a steady increase but I think that probably the biggest increase in our visits um, were probably the late fall early winter and uh, when people start to relax a little bit and unfortunately there's been some you know, blips on the radar and some increases in cases and things like that but luckily over the past several months Things like I said have returned close to normal for us because of all the vaccinations and 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 things like that. And of course, you know we you know which we hope everyone would do. You know, continue to follow the mask you know protocols and the cleaning and sanitizing. Um, and I, I do think that patients come in and they see our staff constantly cleaning and disinfecting surfaces, you know, which patients come in contact with or anyone. Um, but uh, yeah, I think there's a. You know, a comfort level coming back with, you know, at least returning to therapy um, now. Um, but we start to see an increase. I would say the late fall or the winter when things started to really pick up for us.
1: When we started the healthcare human project last summer, last fall, a lot of it was looking back to the beginning of the pandemic, and a lot of it was, hey, what have we lost? What are we missing? Now that we've gone through a year plus, vaccines are here, so many of us are now looking down the road and thinking, what are we going to take from this experience? What have we learned? Are there are there things that you're going to take away from this, given that you've been battle tested yeah, as a business yeah. owner and, and a therapist in ways that you could not have possibly dreamed 10 years ago?
2: Yeah, I mean... Uh, um You know, certainly don't take anything for granted. You know, we've learned that, and we've you know tried to never do that. But you know, just some of the ways we practice. um, You know, I think that you know, no matter what happens with the virus going forward, you know, we all of our therapists, we have treatment rooms, and we try to you know distance our patients out six feet. And you know, we kept things clean before, but you know, we've doubled down on those efforts. We have a cleaning crew in here three times a week, and yeah, and our staff is constantly cleaning things and you know and we realize that you know even if you know COVID-19 is something that we get beyond there's always going to be a you know something out there that threatens people in terms of viruses and um, infections so we I think that you know we've realized certainly that you just you you've got to take every precaution necessary to keep things clean and people separated and and you know, I think no matter what happens um, with the virus, we'll continue to do that you know, into the future.
1: Yeah, I think uh, a lot of what you're describing, um, you know, in the clinic where I work, um, several of us have commented that we didn't see a single case of the flu all year. And the conversation led to, hey, these masks might be here in the future, not exclusively for COVID, but we've learned about running a hospital when the staff wear masks and do these other things. And so there was this huge other benefit with things that were not COVID. And I, I have a feeling that in healthcare, there are just gonna be certain practices and maybe it's just increased screening of pre-surgical patients of really, hey, have you been sick? Have you traveled? What, you know? Um, it seemed like a couple of years ago, we may have glossed over some of those questions, right? Yeah, of course. I don't think anybody's doing that anymore.
2: Yeah. yeah, I think going forward, it's going to be a, a company pop policy of ours, you know, that, you know, we screen patients, you know, how are they feeling, you know, before they come in, you know, taking temperatures and, you know, and encouraging people to sanitize hands, you know, entering and exiting the building and just disinfecting things before and after use. And, and we kept things clean before, but we certainly are, you know, we're doing a lot more than that now.
1: During uh, all of us in the pandemic had really dark days where it would seem impossible to come to work. Hey, I, there's no end in sight and it's just sad. And, you know, if you turn on the news, it was, you know, horrible things we all know about. Um, when you came in during difficult times, what were the things or, or people in your organization that, that helped give you resilience? I mean, uh, hey, I mean all the
2: staff were, were, you know, they all played a big role. Um, we We were lucky because through it all we didn't have to to lay off staff um, so when we came in and we didn't really have patience, you know we were all here and instead of sitting around and watching the news and getting gloom, everybody just really was excited to chip in and, hey, let's clean things we wouldn't even imagine cleaning before." I mean, we were, were, you know, wiping down things from floor to ceiling and playing music and just we kind of had, you know, we'd order pizza and said, okay, well, we're all coming in and we're spending some time together, we're wearing our masks, we're cleaning everything and um, uh, we try to stay in touch with patients during that time and send them little things and cards and let them know we're thinking about them and I think those guys just being healthcare workers, you know, by nature, they're wanting to help and heal people, It, it it gave them, you know, a sense of comfort to be able to come in to get the facilities ready for patients to return. And also, you know, if they were calling patients, just checking on them or sending them little cards. And I think just getting together and sharing concerns amongst each other about our families or ourselves or, you know, the questions we had about, you know, where are things going to go in the future? It kind of helped to have each other to talk to. So, yeah, we, and we, when people did return to work, we didn't all come back at one time either. We kind of staggered shifts and, you know, we'd have some people come in in the morning and in the afternoon, but it, but getting back together, just to being able to de- be there for each other and, and to do things from cleaning, to reaching out to patients, to just having that camaraderie to talk about concerns and, and, you know, worries, it, it, it I think it helped
1: everyone. Oh, I bet it would. And uh, just listening to you describe this, when you mentioned before, Kelly, that, hey, COVID was something we couldn't control. In, in, in my experience of, of working with physical therapists, whether they're in the hospital or outpatient, I've always found that the physical therapy mindset in my experience is, hey, what, what can we do? How can we be proactive? We can't control that your hip just got broken or you have uh, a dislocated shoulder, but hey, we're we going gonna to do the following things. So it's interesting to hear you describe that inside of the building, the esprit de corps was, hey, we're here. Let's support each other, and let's you know mentally gear up for, you know, when we do return. In in some ways, I'm not surprised to hear that from a group of therapists.
2: Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, we're we're just really lucky. I mean, every one of those guys out there, they're not, you know, they're much more than employees of the business. I mean, we've spent, you know, the majority have been with us for a very long time, In a lot of ways they've they're our work family. You know, we, you know, we, um, you know. We missed them when we didn't see them on a regular basis you know they were still working but some of them were working from home and you know and and you know and it, we, we we those changes it was tough but you know luckily you know it, it just it's nice to see their smiles every day and everyone back to work and of course we're you know still concerned about things going forward and trying to do what we can you know to get past things but you know the morale of everyone is it you know, was was a lot better and, and and everyone's doing really well once we all got back to
1: work and to, you know back to routines and as we look forward um you know in twenty twenty one and and beyond um, what are you most looking forward to
2: well you mentioned it earlier i mean we're we're hopeful um you know we don't want to go into things and and not be you know cautious and and get too relaxed but we're we're looking forward to you know, to ball games and going out. I was talking to, you know, Patrick, one of our therapists here earlier. He's like, man, I just want to go to a football game, or you know, and us all get together. We we always have company get-togethers every year. Um, if it's going to Shepherd basketball game or Shepherd football game, or a, you know, our company Christmas party got canceled this last sure, year, where we would, you know, we have you know a, a ton of therapy staff and our outpatient. We see a ton of home health patients. We have a whole home health division. We get together eighty people at Christmas and have a big party. Of course, that didn't happen this last year, and so I think. There was a little bit of a disconnect i mean the clinics each of them you know they have their therapy teams but they they missed that company get together if it was the summer you know picnic that we would Garden have camp, all that sure. all that stuff got canceled so i think myself um included we're all just looking forward to like, hey, you know, can we go to a shepherd football game and, 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 and barbecue and hang out and, and enjoy a, you know, a, a sunny afternoon in the fall? Or, uh, just getting back to normal outdoor activities. It'll probably be a long time till we all get together in, inside, but we're, we're hoping this summer and, and this fall we can, we can start doing things and hopefully one day without masks.
1: Yeah, it's striking how much of that we took for granted. I, I know I did whether it was the the school play the school musical Mm -hmm. the all of the sporting things that you mentioned the the corporate christmas function yeah it's uh only in their absence do i i think i appreciate them now right And, and for our podcast listeners kelly um for people who may not have any relationship with physical therapy i mean if you were to share with them some insights from from being in this industry before during and ultimately eventually after the pandemic um what are what are some things that folks may not have any concept of that would be different about this compared to other parts of the pandemic
2: Uh well I I don't think people realize you know I think some people if you've not been exposed to therapy in the past you think oh it's just all exercise I'll come in and someone'll show me that but um even during my time as a physical therapist I've been a PT about um I guess you know 24 years but, um, you know, it's a very hands-on profession. Um, if, if I go out there right now in and, and the treatment area, you know, you're going to see therapists stretching shoulders or, or doing, you know, mobilizations, tissue work. But, you know, nowadays, you know, I would not say all, but several of our therapists do things like dry needling or cupping or grasping. They're all very hands-on techniques. So I think that, that and I certainly didn't have you know a great idea what physical therapy was before I really got interested in it but I don't think people realize you know how much of a hands-on profession it is and then also the focus of therapy is also changing not just treating patients when they're ill but teaching them how to live a healthy lifestyle and avoid you know you know, changes that happen over time with inactivity and poor diet and an unhealthy lifestyle so our therapists not only are trying to treat pain and restore function but they're trying to, you know, nowadays a big emphasis on educating patients how to stay healthy and enjoy, you know, their life being active, you know, into their later years.
1: Yeah, I, I definitely hear you loud and clear. And, um, you know, I, uh, during the pandemic, um, as somebody who consumes a lot of, of the, the lay health press about you know, aspects of, of coronavirus. You know, one of the things that's percolated is the, the so called Fauci effect, which is a lot of medical schools and health profession schools are being inundated now by applications because the profile of healthcare is, is much it's it's gone up in the in the public's esteem because, well, the pandemic is right what we're all living through. Um, for, for younger people who may be looking to get into physical therapy, I mean, what type of, what type of attributes are you looking for? What type of skill set, um, for folks who might say, Hey, you know what? I, I'd really like to be a part of this.
2: Yeah. I mean, we, there's a lot of, you know, of young, bright people out there. We, we, we have a lot of people want to intern with us and, you know, we we see a lot of people come through our doors. A lot of young kids will hire to work in the evenings at the front office, who are hired that are interested in physical therapy, um, and really bright kids. But the ones I see that do really well are the ones that um, they have good social skills. They're not afraid to engage people and and to you know connect with people. And they're good listeners. They take time with people and and um, listen to them. And I think that was a a, a difficult thing with the the whole um, pandemic was you know, how do we maintain that connectivity with our patients? We were doing telehealth visits and things uh, and and taking all the precautions. But as you said earlier, I mean, therapy is a very hands-on profession. And I think that for people that are interested in getting into the field of physical therapy, they've got to be good people people. They've got to be good listeners. They've got to be able to, willing to engage their patients and spend time with them. And, and, you know, luckily we're in a profession and, and... and healthcare is always evolving and changing, but you know all of our st- our staff has 40 minutes to an hour, you know, of blocked off time for a patient. And I I think that um, you know it, it certainly benefits our patients, but it also leads to um, you know more job satisfaction for our therapists. So you've got a it, it's a healing profession, you know, it's part of the team, but. You, know, you got to be you got to be a people person, and I think those are the ones that we really see that you know therapists that excel when they're just you know when they're willing to uh, um, step out of themselves and kind of appreciate things from someone else's perspective. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, what I'm hearing is so the the term is physical therapist, but you're really describing therapy, therapeutics, a therapeutic experience for the patient. That's just a, far beyond physical um i definitely yeah most
2: people come in they're not feeling great you know they have some pain or they've had a knee replacement or they're having trouble you know walking as far as they used to and you 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 have to have empathy you have to be able to put yourself in their situation and really understand and it's it's not just the objective stuff like okay can the patient you know walk so many steps in a certain amount of time or you let me grade their balance you got to really it's it's you know you you've You've got to be able to connect with them and understand where they're coming from, and and patients, and you know, they're they're people, and they know when you are invested in them, and you know, and when you truly care. So, um, you know, we we when we consider new hires, that's we're looking for someone who can do those kind of things because those are the therapists that end up being the most successful.
1: Well, Kelly, we really appreciate your time and uh, sitting down with Healthcare is Human. Thank you so much. No, thank you, Dr. McCarthy. Well, that wraps up another episode of Healthcare is Human. Thanks for stopping by and hearing another story from our healthcare ecosystem. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we take a deep dive into mental health and COVID-19. I sit down and have an extended conversation with a therapist who made a transition from in-person therapy to telehealth and many of the challenges for both her and her patient. We'll explore that on our next episode. See you then.
0: You've been listening to Healthcare is Human, stories from the healthcare ecosystem, ideas to change our health culture. This project was created by Ryan McCarthy. It was inspired by the hardworking staff of the Berkeley Medical Center. Be sure to check out the Healthcare is Human Facebook page to see amazing photographs by Molly Humphreys of Shepherdstown, West Virginia you can find molly's world-class portfolio by searching for piccadilly posh original music is by isaac mccarthy the one man band kim mattioli engineers the podcast some of our stories are featured in 100 days in appalachia check them out online at 100 DaysInAppalachia.com. this project is supported by a grant from the west virginia humanities council thanks to the Reed College of Media at our Mountain Mama West Virginia University. Mountaineers go first. And remember, the next time you go to the hospital, a clinic, and urgent care, be sure to keep in mind that healthcare healthcare is human. human.